0: to today's message and I titled this love speaks. Love speaks and you need to get a real con- grasp the concept of what love really means because how many parents out there you know that sometimes you got to give your kids some tough love, right? Well, love speaks. So that led me to this because we, when you when I was thinking about it and I was praying about it and God was like, you know, believers have lost sight of what it actually means to love. We have. I mean, just think about it. We, we, we've lost complete sight of that. What does it mean? We've actually changed that meaning. Now, in, in this society's mindset, what it means to love is to accept you. All right? Accept you. Acceptance is now considered love. And if you don't accept me, then you don't love me. And that's dangerous, guys. Because by accepting someone and not speaking oh, what you believe or what you know is true about the God that lives on the inside of you, come on, you leave them destined for a train wreck sometimes, right? Come on, and you don't want to you don't want to do that for your friends and your family. And we're not called to do that, right? In other words, people think that if you don't accept them the way that they are, now what I'm talking about is is accepting a sin in their life. Well, that's just me. I've heard it a lot of times. You just have to deal with that. That's just part of me. If you don't deal with that, you don't love me, you know. You're not accepting that. Listen, we love the people, but we hate the sin. And we don't leave family and we don't leave friends destined for a train wreck because we want them to feel comfortable. We want them to feel okay. We want them to feel happy. but We want them to think that we love them. But true love speaks. True love speaks, right? Because people think now that that they can just, that that, that, that they don't want to, it's more, it's better to just, coddle somebody along. Oh, I love you, man. I know you're having that str- you're struggling with that alcohol addiction, addiction and I'm gonna I've got him right here for you, buddy. I-, I know that's gonna kill you and all, but I'm still gonna be your friend. If you need me, call me. And then they walk away and like, Oh my gosh, I hope they don't ever gonna call me. Now is that a true friend? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. We've got to get to the place, guys, where we are willing to tell the truth even if it upsets somebody. It's the simple truth, guys. It's the simple truth. And, and, and the people that think that that's not love, listen, follow along, follow along. Follow along because gonna, I'm going to show you something here. Because true love speaks, right? And Jesus is what? He's love, all right? And true love speaks. And we've got to be able to tell people that even if it hurts. Because, guys, I'm going to tell you something. The roads that I was going down was very bad. You know, I was thinking, like, when I was putting this together, I was thinking that uh, back to my childhood and growing up. And, and I, I have no more, no, no childhood friends anymore. I had one that was in prison, and I think he's out now. Other than that, within our group, they're all dead from bad decisions. Most of them were shot in uh, different things. One was a car wreck. But uh, I was just thinking back, and I was thinking, I was going down that path. But what happened was, somebody got in my face one day, and somebody yanked my chain, and somebody grabbed my shoulders, and they said, can you see where you're going? Can you see what you're doing? And they loved me, and this is why they they, did they. they said, do you, do you understand what's happening? And guys, if they hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be here today. And they did that because they loved me. It wasn't because they were trying to make me happy. It wasn't because they were trying to accept me where I was. It's because they loved me. They loved me. And that's what we've got to get. Because listen, if you go in most churches today that are, that are doing a message on love, you're going to hear something really soft you're going to hear just words of encouragement, uh, love your neighbor, or just be nice. Don't be mean, you know. You're going to hear a, you know, maybe along the lines something along the lines of hope or something like that. And, and, but you guys, all that's good and all of that's part of love, but you're leaving out the most important part, and that is truth. Truth is the most important part. And true love speaks the truth. Right? We got to get to a place now where the church realizes something. All right, number one, God's not a genie in a bottle up there, and He's not a magician playing games. Okay? What does He need to get His will worked out in the earth? People. He needs people. So we have to get to the understanding that it's time that we move. It's time that we do some stuff. He need, so people are under the impression that, and I've heard this so many times. They're under the pressure the impression that well, I don't have to point out their sin. All right, I just have to be their friend. I just have to love them. Well, the problem is, is you're leaving them. And what's killing them? I mean, people think that if we're just, if I'm just your buddy for long enough, and I'm just your friend, you can always talk to me about it while you're dealing with it. I'm going to be your friend. Now you should do that. But when you leave them there, people are under the impression that if they do that long enough, God is just magically going to pull a string and magically remove that death-killing sin away from them. It's not going to happen. It's not going to because it's the body of Christ's job to go and pursue these people, to make disciples because a disciple is not going to stay in. A person who's being discipled is not going to stay in that sin a person who has the god on the inside of them is going to understand they're not going to stay in that sin right and listen if you're nice enough long enough doesn't mean that some magic's going to happen god uses people to do his will and he's not a genie he's waiting on us to move and do something he's waiting on you to get in somebody's face yank their chain and shake their shoulders and say stop don't die i love you that's what he's waiting on, guys. Because true love speaks. True love speaks. Now, I know somebody's sitting out there thinking, well, Pastor, that's just not loving like Jesus loved. We're supposed to love like Jesus did. And Jesus didn't condemn. Now, he's right. that's right. He didn't condemn, right? He didn't condemn and we shouldn't condemn. But one thing that Jesus did is he spoke the truth. Think about the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, John 4, verse 13. John four thirteen. This is so obvious right here. It says, "'Jesus replied, "'Anyone who drinks this water "'will soon become thirsty again. "'But those who drink the water I give "'will never be thirsty again. "'It, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, "'giving them eternal life. "'Please, sir,' the woman said, "'give me this water, "'and then I'll never be thirsty again, "'and I won't have to come here to get water.'" Go get your husband, Jesus told her. She says, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, You're right. You don't have a husband. Jesus is getting in her business right here. For you have had five, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. Now, he got all up in her business. This lady was probably, she was chasing after the things of this world. It's obvious. You see the lifestyle she was living, right? And he got all up in her business, and he yanked her chain, and he said, that he knew the path that you're going down. He was making it clear. I'm calling you out, but I'm calling you to something more. And see, that, see Jesus spoke the truth, and Jesus was love by his nature. You've got to remember that, right? So, listen... True love speaks the truth, even if somebody doesn't want to hear it. Because I can promise you, when my chain was being yanked, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was on top of the world. Even though everything around me was falling and, and coming to pieces and going, to, and going this way and that, I, but I didn't want to hear it. But thank God I listened. Amen? And listen, the, the biggest mistake when it comes to sharing love or sharing truth in love, is is that people don't do it in a loving way. Alright? And I can tell you exactly how this got started. Exactly how this got started. Years ago, uh if you ever heard of a fire and brimstone preacher? Right? You guys some of you may not be old enough to to to, to have been to one of those churches. Uh, I can remember as a, little, as a little child, just people talking about it, but these were the pastors that just got in your face and said, you know, if you're drinking, you're going to hell. If you're smoking, cussing, you're going to hell. Stop what you're doing. You know, all in your business, all in your face from the pulpit, right? And it was very intense, very intense. And, and, and uh, what, what happened was people in the body of Christ realized that don't work. That don't, what you were doing was scaring people away. And yes, people knew they needed to turn from their sins. But when it came across like that, right? Not in a loving way, it was scaring people away. And listen, we've all had somebody tell us something that we don't... Tell us some truth at some point, not in a loving way, haven't we? I think we have. All right. But so what happened was, is, is man, of course, we try to fix this, this issue here. So man decides, okay, all right, I see what's happening here. That's scaring people away. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the pendulum, instead of finding the balance and finding the middle, Middle, we're going to swing that baby way over here, off the chart. Completely off the chart. And this is what we've done now. We took it to one extreme, took it way too far, and now we've gotten ourselves in a position in society today where we're set on hurting some, on, on, on not hurting someone's feelings, or not offending somebody, this is what, now we think that's love, or even think about it this, guys. Now we're set on being a seeker-friendly church. Now this is the big movement that's in here right now, the seeker-friendly movement, which means that's the messages that are only going to be very soft. They're not going to be deep into the truth. They're, only gonna, they're not going to say anything that could offend you, anything that could call you out, anything to bring, any, bring you upset in any way. Right? And But the problem with that is through all of that process is we have forgotten what it means to be a true friend. And guys, this, it, that's not going to work. That's not going to Because the answer was not for us to shrink back, right, from telling the truth, which is what we've done. And people, why, there's lives that have been lost as a result of this. Because somebody won't be go tell their friend. I mean, I, I, I love Keith. I, he's on staff. He's a, he's a great man of God. I'd do anything for him. But I promise you, if I clearly see Keith heading down for a train wreck, I, I'm going to stop him. If he don't want to listen to me, I'm going to pull on his shoulder a little bit and say, hey, stop. stop. <laughs> but see, Keith's smarter than that. He would never do that, you know. You know, <laughs> you know I was thinking... We had a, 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 little, a little rabbit trail here. We had our staff meeting yesterday, a great, great meeting. And I was praising God last night uh, in my prayer time just for the staff here at Compass Church. And I was thinking, you know, we're, we're, we're so different, the staff is, in a lot of ways in our personal lives and our, our, all of that. And that's great. But the one thing that's so cool about the dynamic of what God has done here is he has interwoven us as a staff in in the in the area of what matters which is putting god first there is no doubt with our staff i mean we have some great staff let's give them a hand they are fantastic right they are awesome i'm very proud to be and honored to be called their pastor but they help me you know they 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 take I won't say correction but we we can bounce in we can have those talks if we have to and we can have the talks back to it just it's such a good balance and I'm very happy for you guys right there but and now I got to figure out exactly where I was back in that I I was talking about saving Keith from his train wreck but listen we gotta understand (laughs) we gotta understand what it means to be a true friend guys we really do we've lost sight of it. I cannot tell you how many people come, and, and I'm not talking about people in, the, in, in this church, but throughout history, or throughout our time of counseling and being in ministry, and, and times of sitting with people, and, and so many people come to us, and it's just like, I wish somebody would have told me sooner. I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm like, and because you always ask, well, what about your family? What about your friends? What about this? And and they all, most of the time, very seldom does somebody not have friends or family. And nobody said anything. Now, sometimes they did and people just didn't listen. But we got to understand, man, it's time to be bold about who you are and start talking and start, you know, speaking in love. So you're not, we're not supposed to bring the truth as a baseball bat beating you over the head with it. And that's the mistake a lot of people make, right? But you got to bring the truth in love. In love, so people can hear it, right? We we've got to get a, get back to telling that truth. I mean, uh, I, I was a, well. We won't get into that. All right, so <laughs> we got to make sure that we're not shrinking back and we're pursuing the truth. I love what Lisa Bevere says, an awesome woman of God. She says that always remember that truth without love is mean, but love without truth is meaningless. That's pretty powerful right there, right? That's really good. All right. And listen, and the thing is, the great thing is, is if you keep your eyes on Jesus like we're supposed to, right? If you keep your eyes on Jesus, you see, we see that Jesus is both truth and love. Remember, God is love. But John 14 says, Jesus says, I told him I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? And you've got to remember something. Jesus was friends with sinners. And we should be friends with sinners, because I don't like it when people, uh, you know, one of my, my number one strength is includer. I'm going to include everybody. I don't care what your social status is, your color of your skin. I don't care what, what it is. I'm including you somehow, right? And I can't stand people that look down on people or people that don't want to associate with people because of where they are. Because that's not the true body of Christ. Because we need to be reaching them, no matter who it is. And that means that we should be friends with sinners. That means that we should love the person and hate the sin. Right? But that means that we got to make sure that we reassess and completely understand what it means to be a true friend. Right? And I'm going to tell you something. True love speaks truth. And remember, you don't have to beat them over the head with it. I'm going to show you something. It makes me think about the woman that was called in the... In adultery in John chapter eight, you don't want to beat them over the head because I, you know, I actually struggle with that because I can be a little harsh sometimes. And thank God for Michelle there; she she yanks my chain quite a bit, quite a bit. Oh, really? No, but <laughs> but um, I can be a little harsh I, because. I don't. I guess it's because I've been in management so long, and when when you're a manager and you're leading a company and organizations and this that and other, and you're hiring and firing employees, you know you get impatient with employees that just won't do what they're supposed to do. I mean, you know, you said you could do this. Your resume says you can do this. We're paying you a good salary, and you're not doing it. Come on, perform. You know, so I struggle with that. I, I can be a little harsh and be demanding in that area. But thank God, Muffin keeps me in line. All right. Because you don't want to beat them over the head. You want to share the truth in love. Now, the woman caught in adultery. John, this is very important. I'm going to show you something. Now, we read this a lot. I'll get into that in just a second. All right, verse 4. It says, Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and rode in the dust with a... you got to love Jesus. He just ride in the dirt, you know. Rode in the dirt with his finger. He says, verse 7. They kept demanding an answer too. So he stood up again and said, all right. But let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. And he stoops back around to throw him drawing in the dirt again. Verse 9, then when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Verse 10, then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you. This is very important right here, guys. Verse 11, no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go sin no more. Now, this one little scripture right here, this is what I want to talk about. This is very important. Now, we've heard this a lot. A lot of people draw on this, and they, they always are quick to pull out the fact that Jesus doesn't condemn the sinner. Right, And then it stops right there. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot in that little scripture right there. If you just take this time to study it and read it out and look. Because it's not just the fact that, that Jesus didn't condemn them. Because remember, we're talking about the church just loving people where they are and not trying to pull them out of where they're at, bringing them to something else. Now watch what Jesus did there. Because if he stopped right there where he didn't condemn her, if he had the attitude as most churches have right now which means he don't condemn, right? But he stopped right there. The story's over. The story's over, but he didn't stop right there, did he? No. He he said, "Go leave your life of sin." Why what was he doing? See Gosh, this scripture is packed with so much. There's so much right there. Because Jesus knew what she was doing. She was looking for life like most people. Looking for everything in her. The perfection, happiness, joy, materialistic. Looking for everything in the world. He knew this was the path that she was doing. Glory to God. But he told her, he said, I don't condemn you, but I'm not going to leave you there. I love you, so I'm going to ask you to, Leave your life of sin. He was out of his love for her. Come on, he was calling her to something more. That's what we have to do for our love for people. Glory to God. Jesus says, come, leave this life of destruction. Leave this life of death and sin. Come, follow me. Come to me, the creator, the one that has the plan, the master plan, the purpose for your life. Follow me. Give me all that you are so I will be your source. He was calling her, calling her to more. Listen, Jesus Sees us where we are. Jesus loves us where we are. But Jesus never, never, never leaves us where we are. Come on, listen. Oh, glory to God. Jesus always calls us to life. And it's up to us to make the choice. Are we going to choose him or are we not? Glory to God. Now the big, big question is, as the church, are we doing the same thing? Think about it. Are we doing the same thing? Because the church, the Big C Church, has gotten eerily quiet, silent, on a lot of topics that are tearing lives to pieces in this earth. Come on, you know what? I I can go down the list. Corruption. Come on. Drugs, alcohol. Alcohol. Gender confusion, all of it. Come on, that's a massive one right now. Accept me where I am. You have to accept. You you don't accept. You don't love me. Not true. But the church doesn't speak on these things like they should. They don't speak on the, the lack of moral standards. Why? I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to make anybody upset. But when we do that, what are we doing? We're not pulling them to life. We're leaving them to death. Come on. The church has got to step up its game. It's got to step up its game. Because as a church, I mean, honestly, ask yourself the question, do we really believe that truly loving people is being quiet? Being quiet. I was talking with one minister about this subject, and we were talking about, you know, I was asking how do you how do you address the moral standard issue in society today, from the pulpit? He said, "I don't." I said, "Really? You don't? Okay." And you know, we're not we're going we we can agree to disagree, but we're going to have the conversation about it. And I said, "No." He said, "No, I don't." He said, "I you know we try to handle that in small groups." He said, "I just feel like that that if I bring it to." From the pulpit, it would be too harsh for people to hear, and people would may get offended and leave the church. Now, he's got a big church. And my last comment to him when we were leaving, but I really meant this, was, yeah, I think you're looking more at your uh, expense book notebook than you are at your uh, flock that's before your people. Because if he's concerned about his people leaving, he's thinking in the back of his mind, I need to pay these bills. He, all right, And so big flag, big problem, big problem. Because the church can't do that. The church has got to put the flock first. Speak the truth in love. And help people. Call people to life. Call people to what God's called them to do. Be bold about who we are. And then we use our faith. And our trust. And our source. Our provider. To provide everything else. To bring the, provide for all the finances. To provide for the building. To provide for everything in the natural. See it's not in our streets. It's in our, our relationship and our faith and our Heavenly Father that brings all of the necessities to accomplish the vision of what He's called you to do. And He's called us to, to be very clear about our vision, but He's called us to bring the truth and to speak that truth in love and to bring people out of where they're, the sin that's holding them down and bringing them to death and destruction. Because when we continue to just coddle them, And we continue to just love them where they are and we never go that extra step. It'll never work. You're watching your friend head for a train wreck. And it's just obvious as it can be. We've got to stop speaking up. I mean, think about it. Would we rather leave somebody in bondage? All right, Leave somebody in pain? Leave somebody... Even though they're getting physical pleasure from this bondage, if it's sin... It's bondage. And it's there to design, to separate and remove them from God. Now, would we rather leave them there because we don't want to hurt their feelings? Or we don't want to offend them? No, our love should be strong enough to override that. And to speak the truth. Because listen, we've confused loving people with just approval of their actions. And that's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Listen, listen, this is very... (laughs) Very important. God's word is not silent on all the controversial issues of this day. It's not silent at all. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the big question is, is who's silent? Who's silent? It's us. We're silent. See, it's why I'm, I've been encouraging you guys since the start of this church to understand who you are and to be bold in who you are. Because when you grasp that concept and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, it empowers you with that boldness to go. And and the great thing about the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is when you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit won't allow you to bring that truth in a bashing kind of way. Whenever you're going to have an experience where you've got to bring some truth to somebody, get before God and, and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you in the conversation. Ask Him to, God to, to give you the words to speak and the wisdom and uh, to have the answers that's needed. And the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. And you'll be amazed at after the meeting and how well it went. Because the Holy Spirit and Jesus are all love and they're on the inside of us right and they but they, even though they love Jesus spoke truth and that's what we need to do amen glory to god let's pray